Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Okay, we're back in the studio. Good morning. It's Dylan here. It's Friday, first week of February. First week of February. And I'm in the More Than More studio with Jennifer Steer. Welcome. Good morning. You uh, you made the drive. I did. It was way early for me. Way early. Well, yeah. So it's nine thirty now. You had to leave at what time to get here? Seven. Thank which you. Means I had to get up five forty-five. That's crazy. I've made that drive many times, and it's uh, it is a little painful. I'm gonna be. It's like driving through Nebraska a little bit. Yes, I had. You know, in the car we were talking. It's like the stretch of twenty is the worst stretch in Iowa. I feel like. Especially when there's snow or it's blowing. Yes, I've noticed that it gets pretty hairy out there. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, you had company on the drive down here. I did. You, uh, we're going to get into that this morning, maybe a little bit, but yes, you want to share with everyone who that was? Yes. Um, Clayton Happel, he is going to be my new team member, and I'm excited. He's getting licensed downstairs right now, so it's exciting. I feel like that warranted like some more background music. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for you uh, to be crossing that bridge. And uh, but let me let me uh, tee you up before we jump in and sure. talk about what's working, not working in your business. Okay. But again, thanks for making the drive. Thank it's you for commitment. having me. Okay, Jen Steer. This is where I feel like I, I should have some sort of background music just to tee you guys up better. Like I was a circus master. About you watch uh, the Greatest Showman. No, I do not. Not you. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Well, it's it's just, I think, one of the top 10 movies ever made. Oh. So I pictured that. Boots stomping. Never mind. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen Jennifer it. Jennifer Steer, <laughs> welcome to the studio. Uh, you have been in real estate, I hope this is right, since July 2008? No, actually, August 1st, 2006. So what's the discrepancy on that date? Because, because that's when I joined Century 21. So I was with a different company prior to that for two years. I love this. So that's going to be part of your little history here that we'll get into. So we start off already not knowing that and not liking the same movies. Uh, <laughs> I do have this part right. You closed out last year as one of the top 15 agents in the company. I think you were number 13 with 55 sides for the wow. year. Yes. Um, which actually puts you up 8% uh, compared to the previous year in a down market. So not many of our agents grew their businesses last year. You did. So I'm interested to hear what your secret sauce was there. And I don't have a whole bunch of other fantastically interesting, unique facts about you other than you bought a lake house last year, which I think is incredibly exciting. It is exciting. It's also very scary, but definitely exciting. It was on my bucket list for probably the last 10 years. Um, just something I wanted to do to... This was a goal that you... Yes, were... it was a goal. It's something I've been looking to do for a very long time. Never thought I could do it. Like Tell us about one... it real quick. Where is it? What is it? It is at Lake Thunderhead, which is just across the border, Iowa-Missouri border. Straight south, right? Straight south. Pretty much. Well, not really straight south because a little west as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Missouri originally, from St. Louis area, and I, I just love Missouri, I have to say. So I was looking in that area. It's just literally like 15 miles across the border. So it's a private lake and just very, very, very nice. Very relaxing. I looked relaxing. it up when you told me about Good. it. Good. <laughs> Checked out. I, I'm very envious. I would love to have yes. a little lake house somewhere. Yes. Now it's being renovated as we speak, right? It is, yes. Um, we're doing a little bit of renovations, which is going slower than I was hoping. But this is how um, renovations work. 
Yes, it is, unfortunately, because I did want to spend some time there this winter, but that hasn't happened. So so like what? The whole deal? Uh, kitchen floors? What are you doing? Um, we just did <clears throat> some new carpeting, and we are, we're renovating the kitchen. The kitchen's very tiny and very closed off, so we just left the footprint the same, but took down a wall so that mm. it's a little more open and um, a little bathroom renovation. So, yeah. so when you say bucket list and goal, was this something that you had written down or was this something that you were working towards and motivated you to sell real estate or how did you think about this? Or was it just an idea in the back of your head that happened? Yeah, just an idea. It had nothing to do with, I was always obviously already in real estate um, and I more so was looking for something for my family to mm. kind of a generational thing to give my family, my kids, so that um, all this hard work that I've put in for 16 years um, to show for that and, and that they would have something. So, and also so that my kids would still want to spend some time with me as well. Totally so, get that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, uh, yours is one of several that I've thought about because we've had a lot of agents that have got out and, and bought uh, vacation kind of properties and which is just crazy for me to think about because when a lot of these people got into the business, that wasn't a possibility. Not even a possibility. No. So <laughs> very cool and proud of everyone yes. for getting to that point and now I'm like I just really want to like house. <laughs> good so you're so, envious of me that's good to hear <laughs> I am good for you I I uh I'll maybe be down there knocking on your door one yeah, day yeah that'd be awesome um so okay let's jump in the goal sure. here again is really to figure out what's working what's not just mine you guys for ideas and things that you're doing well that everyone can learn from how uh how is 2023 starting for you just out of curiosity uh, 2023 is starting i'm going to use the word weird a little bit because mm. um, i know my october november were great december january have been slower um, been spending some time doing some market analysis for lots of homes and trying to convince sellers to do it now um, but it's been a little slower for me here in the december january time frame so you have um, a you have a a thesis or a theory on that because I know we bump into you in the halls all the time, you guys, and it's there's always uh, your mind goes crazy when things go up and down. And Jeremy downstairs was just saying he believes that he's always down when everybody else is up, and he's always up when everybody else is down. Yeah, that is weird too. And different time, I, I know there's another agent in our office that would always say, "I don't sell." It seems like I don't sell anything in spring, but but fall is crazy. So mm. it is different for everyone. I don't know what the theory is there. I guess. Um, I do wonder if I didn't put the work in to um, be prepared for, for this because, again, I had a crazy busy year, um, and the fall was busy for me. So now I am putting that work in for sure. So um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think I heard you say that you were busy in the fall, so you got tied up with a bunch of pendings and closings and Correct. didn't do get in the path of business. Exactly, Yes. And yes. so now are so you now, getting in the business? Now I am business? 100%. <laughs> no, 121%. Yes. It was a weird fall as well, though. I mean, if whatever, whatever business you had that you were seeing through, it was a little harder to drum up new opportunities during that period of time because buyers and sellers kind of went into hibernation for a while. Yes, for sure. Yes. You felt that. Yes. Um, so are you, are you focused on this get in the path, uh, contest right now? Are you doing that? You play? Yes, I am. Yes. And I ha happy to say that I've uh, been in the top three, a couple weeks. So that's good. No yes. Northeast Iowa too is up in the running. Every yes. Month. We're doing pretty well. I'd say every week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, so a little slower start. Yes. Um, and generally, though, market conditions-wise, what are you feeling and experiencing up northeast? So your region, though, you focus on Waverly. Do you sell much outside of that space? Oh, yes, absolutely. Probably, It's interesting because last year, I believe, I was probably in a lot more areas than – probably sold a lot in other areas than I did Waverly. Okay. Um, all the small towns, Cedar Falls, Waterloo – Um, as a matter of fact, what I'm seeing currently is I just got an accepted offer on a small, on a house in a small town, um, that had multiple offers. So we're still seeing that lots of showings. I have quite a few buyers, just nothing to show them. So that's what we're still seeing in our area. Same story. Inventory low. Yep. Good stuff that shows up is selling pretty quickly still. Correct. Are you seeing any price points or any areas of the market that it's slowing or sitting? Um, I would say probably the higher end pricing okay. sitting a little bit. Yes. Yes. In our area. You, are you still seeing them turn over just slower? Yes. Just slower. Correct. And price reductions up there yet on that stuff? I have not. We have not seen a ton of that yet for sure. Uh, we so. talked a couple of days ago about a game of chicken going on between buyers and sellers where uh, our buyers are going, hey, I heard things are going down. Rates are a little higher. I need to negotiate a little bit more. And then you've got sellers going, I heard there's still no inventory and that buyers are desperate for properties. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, cold front moves. Yes, and that definitely happened on this offer that I just had. Okay. Um, the Definitely happened. It was multiple offers, and the seller actually countered our offer, even though there were multiple offers, chose to work with us, countered our offer. So the buyer was extremely surprised at that. Mm. So, yes, so that exact scenario did happen. So. So I'm interested to hear a little bit today about uh, your team intentions and, and uh, where you're headed with that, because I know that that's uh, fresh and an exciting new chapter. Um, also, just kind of curious what else is on your mind, like what you're experiencing right now, dealing with what are you doing? What are you focusing on in your business? Uh, you want to kick that off? or Sure. Should, yeah. Yeah. I can just talk in general over my 16 years, I feel. Well, um, I, I apologize. Let me go back. Yeah. I'd love to hear about that. So sure. can you tell me about your career history real quick sure. first? Like career prior to, or just... Let's start there. What were you doing before real estate? So I've always been in some type of a sales, but more sales support, um, retail management, and then again, sales support for outside salespeople. So I've always been in the sales area. You jump into real estate in 06 with who? Yes. It was called Capital Realty. Actually, Nancy Katmeyer was my first um, broker, and I actually did a lot of work for her as well, kind of her transaction coordinator inside person also to learn. Um, and then two years in, I, I decided Going. I wanted to go with more of a franchise scenario. Um, and that's worked great for and me. And that was C21. Yes. And that was under LSB at the time. That is correct. Yes. And then yes. you were LSB Century 20, well, Century 21 LSB, LSB. till when did, when did we come into play? 2018. Okay. I believe. Yes. And yes. so you've been selling 16 years. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so. Okay, good. So what are you experiencing? What are you working on? What are you focusing on now? So I'm definitely a repeat and referral type agent for yeah. sure. I have not done any lead generation as far as paying for leads or anything like, like that. Never? That, never. Okay. That whole time. Um, so relational is definitely mm-hmm. the way I go. Um, that's so important to me. And I loved just starting out with Century 21. We did the prefer- preferred client club. And that was amazing to kind of kick off what I needed to be doing to stay 
in contact with my agents. So I really believe that's that kind of started things, you know, to get me understanding that that's what Such I need to do. Such a simple tool, Such right? Such a simple tool and 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 really hands off. Um, I like to write, uh, you know, personal notes, and that was kind of great because they provided me with that, and I could could send the personal notes and that type of thing. So definitely relational is is what I am, and I also feel like I do a lot of. Um, I have a lot of good relationships with lenders and closers and other agents, which mm-hmm. I think brings, uh, you know, a great atmosphere to my clients as well. Okay, so 16 years relational. Would you Do you have a percentage approximately of, of your business that is by referral or repeat? Yeah, at, at this year I would say 80%. Okay. Yes. And there's always some other percent because if you're breathing as a realtor, you're yes. doing some open houses, you're bumping into people in re- re- you know, various contexts. What other uh, sources, like where else are you generating business? I believe online. I have had a couple this year where they said, hey, I looked you up and I saw your testimonials online. Crazy. Um, and that's how I how they chose. So this wasn't business. anything like Realtor.com or Zillow where you're purchasing business. Just, right. just your, your digital footprint, Correct. your presence, your reviews, stuff like that is enough to... Yes. It's yes. funny. I mean, just tenure, right? Years in the business yes. and people know the name, they've seen you around and, and yes. at some point everybody then knows someone that knows you. Yes. And so it's just time yeah. sometimes. It is. And especially in the area that we're in a little different, maybe than the market here, um, in the Des Moines area, but definitely in our area. It isn't, it isn't like your town's slightly smaller. How many people are in Waverly? 10,000 ish. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Ankeny is what seventy or eighty. I, I don't know the number. It grows yeah, astronomically every, as we're sitting here. <laughs> but we still people are still socially um, in in clusters. Mm-hmm. We still have tribes. So you don't have to have all of Des Moines. You got to have a tribe within Des Moines. Yes. And I, I just think people's tribes can only be so big. And so if you can get into people's tribes and they believe that you have their back, then they're going to refer people to you. And it's probably not going to be to the whole city of Des Moines or the whole city of Waverly. Right. But within tribes that exist within, uh, tribes is a word I steal from uh, Seth Godin. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And I like the idea because I think we are tribal and relational at our core. Absolutely. And so what you're tapping into is just that basic, I, I mean, sure, there's great ways to buy leads online. But if you can get to a place that you're at where you've got tenure in the market, you own a little piece of certain people's minds, they're going to want their tribe to work with you. And that's, I think that's where you're at, right? Absolutely. hundred percent. So you work a little bit less to generate business these days than you used to? Yes. Okay. Now this January, I've worked a little harder <laughs> at that, but, <laughs> but yes, uh, over time I've worked a little, le- I, you know, a little less at that for sure. Yeah. I think that's healthy though. I mean, you can't rest on your laurels and... I think that's the thing about this business is there's always new individuals coming in that want that market share and they want your clients. Yes. And so you got to be out there and you got to be constantly creating and presenting value to people. And I, I, I look at myself as like a real estate resource over time as well. Um, I have lots of clients call, hey, who would you recommend for an electrician or who, who do you recommend to do? plumbing or something yeah. to that effect. So I, I feel like I'm a resource, not only just during that time, but you know, after years after. So have you had to be intentional about that. Like, have you built that yes, database up? hundred percent. Yes. And I feel like that's, what's made me successful as well, because I have such a great um, relationship with a lot, all those different areas. So that's, that's very important to me. Um, how are you managing all that? Is, uh, is this just in your phone kind of thing and you're yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Are you super, do you have a CRM that you're using as a platform? I don't. I was just telling Clayton this as well. I don't really, I started out way back when, oh, I need to do something. And I just created an Excel spreadsheet and that's what I've been using. And I've tried other things and just didn't feel as comfortable. So I just use my plain old spreadsheet. You know, yeah, but what if I told you that I hear that more often than not? That's great. That makes me feel good. <laughs> and what if I told you that I confessed last week that I think I'm wired more that way as well? And so some people are just really, really adept at working well in somewhat more complex CRMs. But a, a CRM is just a place to manage relationships. To manage and whether that's a spreadsheet, there just has to be something because it can't just be in your head. Unless right. you're much smarter than me. Which, well, no, which I'm not. But the first two years, I didn't realize that. And so... But you need a system. Yeah, so my Excel spreadsheet is 2008, not 2006. So, because I didn't realize that right yeah. at first. Yeah, so... Um, no, I love that. Uh, intentional about building not just your client relationships, yes. but a, a, you said, I want to be a resource. Yes. And uh, I think that's the right idea. It's also the right philosophy, because I'm not trying to just sell people people things i'm trying to be valuable to them yes yeah and they remember that is and again that's another way for them to to remember that that's what i'm you know i'm in this business so so what are you focusing on right now or this year to grow your business or is growth even a focus yeah honestly i'm gonna say growth is in my focus but not necessarily in volume growth is in my focus to provide better service to my clients because I'm at that point. I'm kind of to the point where, where do I go from here? Um, And that's why hiring somebody like Clayton to kind of push us, you know, push our level of service. And like I said, it's a win for me, a win for him, a win for our clients. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So let's go to the team thing in a minute. But when you say growth, not in volume, but growth, can you help me understand what growth is then if not increased sales? Well, I think that's just inherent what's going to happen, hopefully, because I want to grow with my service, my, my client experience. I want, that's my personal goal. That's what I want to grow at. Um, and then I think that'll inherently happen. Obviously, the volume will, will happen from there. So. And that's a funny way of working that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Seth Godin, I think the book is called This is Marketing, but the whole thesis is find, find your target audience find out what their needs and problems and concerns and hopes and dreams are, obsess about them and how to create value and solve those problems. And the rest has a magical way of taking care of itself. Yes, that's totally me. Yeah. <laughs> totally me, yes. Well, it's a beautiful philosophy too because it, it takes off some of the pressure and it makes you, well, it forces you to obsess about the thing that really should matter the most. And money has a funny way of flowing towards value. Yes. Create yeah. value in other people's worlds and... They, they're happy to pay you for it. Yes. And that's, that's really, that's really why I do this is to, you know, help them meet their goals. So, so you said growing or in improving the client experience. Correct. Um, is that something worth digging into some more? Like what, when you say that, what are you imagining or thinking or where are you trying to grow the client experience or improve it? Okay. Good question. And actually, um, one of my clients recently had to, um, look at, like a video for some grant money or something for the process and it showed the process. And, um, she said that was so great because it's just overwhelming. And I, you know, I could go back and look at that and that that's been on my bucket list to do or my, um, vision board to do is, is a way to, um, present that to my buyers and sellers in a better way. Cause I tell them, 
It's all verbal. So and much I do information. So much information. And that's what I say to them. This is, this is overwhelming. And so I'm hoping to, to really hone in on that and get that to a point where it's really easy for my buyers and sellers to, um, to understand the process and able to go back and, and redo that. So when you say that, you're talking about the client process. the Correct, yes. Okay. Like it, as a buyer, like this is what happens now, this is what happens oh. next, that type of thing. So, Yeah, it's uh, like you said, there's so much information, there's so much yes. complexity. You can't possibly lay out the whole roadmap. Like part of what's so valuable about agents like you that have been doing this 16 years that actually care about clients is that you're the resource that knows how to solve the crazy problems that show up that no one could possibly, there's no, there's no textbook for all this stuff. Right. But the parts of it that you can communicate systematically completely, well, it allows, it frees you up to go focus on the crazy stuff yes. that shows up and it puts the client at ease. At ease, a lot more at ease. Yes. And that, that's one of my goals there. And, and, and Clayton and I also talked about, um, we haven't done a lot of, you know, I know like a client party or, or things to, you know, to. What's to really kept you from doing that? Well, I have done one okay. um, and I did it with another agent and it was a little, not quite where I wanted it to be. So that's kind of kept me from doing it again. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know really, to be honest, just not. Uh, you know, my advice on that, <laughs> or I think you do. <clears throat> well, first of all, d do your own. Yes, I know. Then it's on you. Like if it's yes. great, it's on you. If yes. it's terrible, it's on you. Yes. But anytime we uh, we co-op and lean on other people, sometimes yes. we're just hoping that magically the two of us will do better than we'll do better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, also um, yeah, just keep plowing at that. I mean, yes. absolutely. Those client part, especially for someone like you with the database that you've got, invite all those vendors, all the the yes. valuable relationships. Don't make them sponsor the event and advertise. Just bring them in as people because they are people. And that's how they are to me. Like I, I'm very close to, you know, quite a few lenders and, and even, you know, yeah. inspectors too. And I also, yeah, I wanted to touch on that as well. Just having an inspector that I feel like we have mutual respect and, mm. and all of that. So the client sees that when we're at a home inspection, they can see that we have that mutual, you know, respect and they, they feel better. They feel more comfortable so I love having, you know, good, good people to work with as well. These are the intangible values that I'm not trying to be negative, but most clients just wouldn't understand the value of the distinction between uh, just any inspector off the street that can walk in and blow up sales sometimes yes. on things that don't need to be problems versus ones that understand the process because they've been working with us for a while. And your, your value is helping them. We don't pick inspectors for people, correct, right? Correct. That is correct. But we certainly do help them figure out who might be the better better uh, vendors to choose from. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to the client party whenever that is. Okay. Um, I think you're going to get an invitation, <coughs> apparently. I get I get a bunch of invitations. <laughs> I try to come to some, but it's very, very... I don't think when I get invited, anyone's actually imagining me coming. <laughs> but uh, there are a few that I try to go to because they're people that have been doing them from the beginning. Yes. And they've really built these things up. And so if I, if I get the invite, I'll do my best to shoot two hours. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. So if it's not early in the morning, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, I, I'm fascinated by the whole team thing. Kay. You and I have been talking about it for a while. Yes. Uh, you've had hesitations, but also a lot of questions. So what got you to the place that you're like, hey, I really think I want to expand out a little bit and bring on another team member? Well, definitely it was, where do I go from here? And I knew that that's something that I had to do, but I, 
I didn't want to just do it to be doing it. Mm. Um, and when Clayton came to me, I recognized that he's somebody that I feel like could really fit very well with me. Um, so it was about the right person. It was about the right person. So I was not actively seeking someone. Yeah. Um, it, he came to me actually. And again, my whole thought process was I want to help him succeed. Mm. And that, that really probably drove me more than even um, something for my my benefit, I guess. I really, yeah. I really wanted to help him succeed. So I think it's a win-win for all he of us. He was a client of yours. He was, yes. We've had this several times. It's kind of cool. Yes. And so he, did he bring it up or did you bring it up? He did. Okay. Yeah, he came to me and said, hey, I've always wanting to do this. Will you meet with me? Huh. And didn't even think the team thing in my head when we met. But then it just dawned on me talking to him like, this is perfect. This yeah. is what, you know, this is going to work for both of us. So, but I did ask him a couple of times, you're sure you want to do this with me? You know, cause I, I felt like I kind of in my head, this is it, this is what I'm doing. And I thought, did I ask him if it's what he wanted to do? So fortunately he said every time, yes, this is, this is great. So yeah, what's beautiful about that is that you're not trying to force something. Like you said, you're right. not going out trying to build a team for the right. sake of it. No. Um, and it sounds like you're approaching this the same way you approach your clients. You're just trying to figure out how to be a guide and a mentor and provide value for someone else. Yeah, that's what honestly excited me the most is to, I, I've learned so much over time, obviously, and I want to share that, share that with him and hopefully he can be successful. Well, we were talking before some of that, I mean, you're running a business and so you have to structure these things in a way that you make a profit because if you run a business that doesn't make a profit, then you're not going to be in business and everybody loses the name um, of the game, yep. But it doesn't sound like that's at all your primary motivation no. here. You, I, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like 16 years in, you've learned a lot of things, and there's just a, and I hear this from time to time, there's just a desire to kind of pass some of that on. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy how all of a sudden I had, yes, I was. Is it like a motherly thing, or how, probably, do, you, how do you describe probably that? Probably, because, probably, because he is my, you know, he is my son's age, and <laughs> So <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, probably is a little bit of that for sure. For sure. And I've seen my, both of my boys have, are very successful um, in what they do. And one happens to be in this kind of the sales area. And mm. How old are your boys? Uh, 29 and 20, almost 25. Are they so local? Are they still in town? Or There's one local and one lives in St. Louis. So is that hard as a mom? That's not too far away. That's, it's not too far. It's a drive. Well, and you know, that's my place. So, I mean, it just, it's, it's, I'm glad he's there because it gives me an excuse to go. So, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's, you know, um, just something that, yeah, I like, I think Clayton just fits right into that. Like that's my, that's my son. That's, you know, I'm going to help here. So. Yeah. I mean, what I love about all that is the mindset, right? Um, again, we're in business, but you're starting, I think. You're starting from the place of how can I be valuable to other people and yeah, that's just in me, I guess. That's just how I feel about everything. So well, I think it's what we look for in people. Yeah, because I think if you start there, you we can always build the skills, the habits, the scripts, the technical capabilities, but you can't you can't take someone that's really really good at something and make them care. Right. But if you start with care, you can you can build all the technical capabilities on top of that. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's cool. I think that's that's definitely where I'm at. I mean, that's I had to start with the care, and then the rest has all happened. So so what else would – I like that nugget because I think that's, that's a takeaway from this conversation that anyone should be able to benefit from. Um, and if they don't care, then I guess they, they got a problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
what else would you say you're doing well that other agents might be able to gain from or learn from? What do you think you're doing well that others should hear? Oh, boy. Um, you don't like answering that kind of question, <laughs> huh? No, that's fine. That's all good. Um, gosh, I, it's, it's just really just, I guess, my thing is always being um, – with my clients, like uh, things that happen to them personally, having babies, getting married. Mm. I'm just, I'm always in there. That's the one thing I do love about social media. Um, I'm up to date on what they're doing. So I send them cards and I try to be, I try to be, you know, there for them again, like I said, as a complete resource and, Mm. and also um, somebody who just cares about what's going on in their lives as well. So that's something I think that you stick with your people as well. The other thing that I do do that not a lot of people do is I offer staging for my clients. And I think that's really been something that's set me apart um, from some as well. And I enjoy that piece of it. You're doing the staging or you're providing a professional? I provide, I provide it for them. um, And I, I just have really enjoyed that piece of it because I, I feel like that's just another thing that, um, that I'm offering to people that maybe some others don't. And I, this is one of your, preferred relationships that you have. Correct. That, yeah. Yes. 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 Um, so I love that. Go back to the first thing you said. Uh, it's, uh, it sounds like you maybe haven't said it before cause you're, I do this as well. You're trying yes, to figure yeah. out how to say the sentence, but I yes. love it. I, I find a way to be with my people. Yes. It's some, something like that is yes. what you said. Yes. And so social media is creating a context where you get to see all these things because people don't post they're boring Tuesday. They right. post life events. Life events, exactly. And you're saying those life events are a context for you to jump in. And, and so what does that mean? You're just picking up the phone and calling people or you're like, how do you, how do you stay close with people? Yeah. So definitely calls, uh, text messages, um, cards. I'd write a lot of handwritten notes. That's just something that my mom taught me way back when, like I'm from that time frame, right? This so is before Buffini before or anything like Buffini, that? I have not done Buffini. Like that's before, that's just me. Wow. Like that's what I was taught. Um, that's again. I remember yeah. my, my grandmother <laughs> forcing me to write letters back and forth Gosh. and I hated it as a kid, but. But it, now it's kind of a lost art and like, wouldn't you love art. to get a letter in the mail. It's meaningful. Yes, very meaningful. So you, that's yeah. that's important to well, me. Well, that's what Buffini says. We we open our mail on where? Where do we open our mail? I open mine right right when I walk in the door on the kitchen counter or whatever. Yeah. Near the what? Near the near the garbage can. Oh, near the garbage can. <laughs> yeah. Ninety percent of what we receive <laughs> is just garbage, and it's just like I, I I open the seal, I toss. Everything just gets tossed. But you get that personal note or that handwritten letter. It denotes that. You took time. There was like purpose and intentionality. You were thinking of me. And and it takes a lot of time to do that in today's world. It does. Yeah. Um, heck, you got to find a note. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go buy those, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so now I think that's awesome. And so is this something you do with some level of automation? Like it's just... Um, it's just hardwired now, so you're always writing notes, or do you have a certain number of notes that you try to write every week, or how do you systematize that? No, I don't. I don't really have a system. I just, you know, again, if, if I see something's happening in, in their lives, then that's just something I do. Or the one thing for me, too, is I um, I just called somebody the other day. I said, yeah, I said, I just you were just on my mind, like, for whatever reason, that's and so, so I just called. Um, so that's, that's the thing, too. So just a note. Um, and, and I do that with, you know, friends. I also have friends that do it as well, which, which helps me too, but friends and family and, and not just clients, but those types of people as well. I try to be very, 
very there for people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I don't want to get I don't want to spill too many beans here, <laughs> but we're chatting before that we push record, and you're talking about I just don't know if I've like what what I've got to share that's super <laughs> insightful. I don't know that you and the number of our team members that struggle with just picking up the phone and reaching out to people in their life events or picking up that pen and writing that note that shows how much you care, that sounds like it just comes very naturally to you. I, I guess I'm looking for advice because I think that's a massive nugget of value. Advice from you on anyone that has any inhibition about doing that. Like what makes that easy for you and why do you think it's not easy for everyone? Because actually Clayton and I were talking a little bit about this because um, he said, you know, I don't want to pick up the phone because what if they're busy or I feel like I'm bothering them. And I said, you know what, that's funny because I feel like that's completely the opposite. I just called a client the other day and she's like, I can't believe you just called me. So I think we feel that we're being a bother. Um, So that makes it hard for people to do, I think. And it's not true. I don't think it's true. Um, I think people love to hear hear from you. And I think that, you know, again, getting a a handwritten note that stays on my counter, like that's not something that goes in the trash can. So, so just do it, I guess would be my, would be my advice. Just do it because really they love it. Yeah. That's super cool. I, my, my theory on this is that your just natural willingness to just do it starts with the fact that you aren't waking up in the morning trying to sell people things. You actually naturally are thinking about them. You actually do if I'm just trying to sell a house and then I send someone a message that says, Hey, I was just thinking about you. I feel like a fake, but if I really am just thinking about people yes. <laughs> and I send them that message, what a beautiful thing. Yes. And I think they can tell the difference. And I think you can tell the difference. So I think the authenticity of your care for these people is what makes that a natural step for you to take every day. Yes, It truly is why I'm where I'm at. It truly is. And that I have to credit, you know, my parents, you know, everything that I grew up, that's just how I, that's, that's who I am. These are so. the values that yes, you were the raised. Yes, the values, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really, really cool. I think everyone can learn from that just a little bit. So keep doing what you're doing there. Um, I'm looking forward to getting that personal note and that invite. To, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so I've emailed you me. before, right? You yeah. totally have. <laughs> I've never got a call saying, hey, I was thinking about you, but honestly, I don't want that call. Um, no, I think it's awesome that you're doing that. I think you need to keep doing it. And I think uh, you raising a, a, a Clayton or yes. team members or even just your peers to raising, raising the bar to have that level of confidence just to reach out and be a resource to everyone around, around you, like we said, it's that is that is base camp. That is one hundred and one, and everything else can be built on that. It will just happen. It will happen. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, so, just happen is a an interesting <laughs> okay, phrase. Okay, for six, okay, sixteen years. Yeah. Remember, yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of just happening. Yes, but I think you're right. Everything follows from that. Well, um, we're, we're at time already, Holy but cow. isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of really, really good insights from you there. And, uh, I'm excited for 2023, even though it started a little slower, I've got a funny feeling you're going to have another killer year. I think so too. Cool. Well, thanks again for making the drive. Um, well, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to more than more podcast.com.